All right. Welcome to Doug and Joe Talk. Uh, I'm it's Doug. Tu- I'm Joe. It's Tuesday. We've got a special guest with us today. It makes things a little extra interesting. Yes. And, uh... Well, he's my, he's my kin, I guess, so... Oh, okay, I'll introduce, kin. I'll introduce Matt and then kind of kick it over to him to, to let himself introduce himself, but, uh... uh yeah, joining us today is Matt Rosenboom, a cousin of mine, and kind of recently back to the area, thinker, and, uh, we figured it'd be nice to have him come share a cigar with us and give his point of view. Matt, you kind of want to introduce yourself and... Uh, give us your esteemed qualifications for podcasting with us today. <laughs> right. we, we set the bar so high. It's so high. I'm not sure if I can, uh, not sure if I can uh, top all that, but I'm Matt Rosemoom. Uh, I ran a YouTube channel called uh, The Boomhauer Show. Uh, on there, I talk about philosophy. I talk about, uh, uh, talk about... Uh, Mainly philosophy, some politics, but I try to tend to stay out of politics on that channel. Um, uh, I'm a free thinker, uh, and what's going to make this very interesting is I'm probably the first atheist that you guys have had on the show. You're one of the only people we've ever had on the show. Yeah, so, I mean, might actually be our second guest. Second, I think. We had Bryce on one time. Bryce, no, you did. I wasn't yeah, even in. You weren't even here. So it was kind of he was setting in. He was pretending to be Joe. Yeah. Not really. Not really. Which is difficult. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is pretty difficult to try and be Joe. But, uh, but yeah. So. Cool. All right, so... I think it's worth noting, though, Matt is a, a veteran in the United States Army. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Because I think it comes into play whenever we talk about news, politics, kind of your... I, th- I think it always can. Your um, view on things? Uh, well, I've been in, a, I've been in the uh, United States Army and the uh, Iowa National Guard now for about 13 years. Uh, I've served two overseas <laughs> tours as a cannon crew member, and yeah... I, th- I think it kind of gives an interesting perspective because I've seen a lot of Islam, and uh, that's uh, it's it's very. I talk about that a lot on my channel, and if you want, you can go look up a few of those videos. But I think uh, that it's definitely something to be opposed to. But that's a little bit off topic for no, today. No, we're opposed. I'm opposed. But I'm opposed. <laughs> I mean, you know, our influence here is pretty little, but the little we have is bad enough. <laughs> so. Um, we're awesome. well, we're glad to have you, man. Yeah, glad you're here, and thanks for your service. Hey, thanks um, for being here. Thank you. So, because we light before we push record, we're not quite a half inch down, but we should say something. Yeah. So, why don't you, you want to introduce the the smoke today, Doug? I will, and because I have to do it from memory, because Mo and I printed out my my notes it was from last week. Um, so we got Partigas. I, I think it's commonly called Partigas Red. Um, it's actually kind of their their, their baseline um, natural wrapper. It's actually a Cameroon, but it's natural colored wrapper, not a not a Maduro, not a dark one or anything. But um, the party goes red. It's um, vintage long filler tobacco, of course. I don't think we ever smoke anything that's not long filler. But the um, the filler is Dominican and Mexican, and of course it has the Cameroon wrapper. And uh, they kind of tell us a little bit what it should taste like, but. Sometimes I don't even like saying that because yeah. I don't want to get too, you know, too biased. I mean, I kind of know what Cameroon wrappers taste like. And we had the Rocky Patel Vintage Cameroon, I don't know, a few months back. Yeah. But, um, so the party is red. is going right now. So, what do you, what do you think right off? Of the cigar? Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> I'll, let, I'll let Matt go first. Well, <laughs> the, I, 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 well, I'm not sure how we're supposed to do this, so... 
Well, it's a, it's very, very smooth. There's no bite to it at all or anything, and which is kind of interesting for me. Um, it's got a nice full flavor, full body smoke to it. Um, and it has a really, it tastes amazing. I, I can't, I can't get over the taste of this one. Okay. When we lit, again, kind of the same thing happened as we were talking about a little bit last week. We got a lot of, it seemed like there was a, kind of a lot of com, like complex different things going on when we first lit up, which I expect that that's going to mellow out over the session here and things are going to kind of mold into the, to its sort of unique fingerprint. But um, a little bit more pungent, sort of a sharper flavor than, than uh, maybe we've had recently. And also uh, sort of a more... Uh, Did you get that spice that they're talking about, a little pepper? So, that's what's going on for me right now. Not No sweetness, but I do get the leather and, uh, the leather and pepper. Um, I, I've had this before, uh, quite a few times, but I always think, so I'm a little biased because I think I, like, I'm think, I hate that, you know, I think I know what I'm tasting because I've tasted it before, but I think I'm getting some sweet wooden cinnamon, which is really, which is what I've gotten in the past. Um, the, the kind of the, the sweet Cameroon wrapper I think I'm getting um, but it's not um, I probably prefer a little a little oilier it's not dry but it's kind of middle of the road yeah, I hear you there um, but um, but nice but I like it I'm not complaining at all I keep I keep a few of these in my humidor all the time so you know if I ever sound hard on a cigar it's because I might be thinking of a <laughs> way fancier cigar I had but this is a really nice smoke and I really, really like it so really is. Um, all right, so where are we headed now? I don't know. You have uh, anything to ramble about to us today, Doug? I don't. I don't have anything to <laughs> to, to rant to ramble about. And I ramble. was I was gonna write, and then I didn't have time, and that's how it happens sometimes. But so cool, cool. Well, just to cover kind of what's going on in the news front today, we've got uh, president came out this morning. Swinging hard against, uh, or rather, on a subject we all know he's passionate about, and that is his unfair treatment in the on the internet and in social media. Uh, I think I read a statistic that 96% of searches uh, for Trump news come back negative in a negative viewpoint. So that's a pretty high mark. Uh, we've got senior senior Senator Chuck Grassley comes out this week and says, "Hey, it's time to get rid of Jeff Sessions," uh, which is. We can talk about that. There's plenty to be said. Uh, the Catholic Church is totally blowing up right now. Uh, allegations that there's been widespread sexual abuse that has been, well, I mean, that's kind of been in the news for a while, but that's been known about and ignored at the highest levels, at the papal level. Well, I, I want to throw a quick something on that. It, it seems like, because they're calling it this, I don't know what word they're using, but it's all sound like negative because people were sexually abused and stuff, but it's kind of positive in that some of the leadership are saying, hey, yeah. we got to get this taken care of. Yeah. So without really opening up and talking about that, I think that's a good thing. They're saying, yeah. we got to fix this. That it's getting flushed out, well, at least by somebody. Weren't, weren't they saying that, what, 10 years ago now, yeah. and then 20 <laughs> oh, yeah. years ago? Yeah. Every time it comes out, it's the same story over and over and over again. We knew that these pedophiles were getting moved. And I actually, <clears throat> since I was reading what you had written down, uh, they were, for example, I got it right up here, the dossier from uh, the uh, 
hold on, where is it from? Uh, the Pennsylvania, uh, oh, yeah. the Pennsylvania grand jury findings. It, it, take a look at this line. First, make sure to use inf uh, euphemisms rather than real words to describe sexual assaults in dossier documents. Never say Dias rape diocese, diocese. or diocese. Yeah, sorry. Diocese sorry, document. but that was kind of important. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're fine. I can't read it all. Uh, I can read just fine, thank you. <laughs> in diocese documents. Never say rape, say inappropriate contact or boundary issues. I, yeah. And I, I think that's kind of telling about it. Mm -hmm. And... I know that we were kind of going off on how long it's been going on, but I think that's those euphemisms, inappropriate contact, that could mean quite literally oh, yeah. anything. It really waters down the charges, and and to, to hear that 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 the rhetoric is being guided at that level is kind of disheartening. Well, and I do want to say something, and not because I'm necessarily trying to stick up for the Catholic Church, but. I'm not sure where that's from or what the purpose of the document is, but to, to understand, sometimes protecting the organization is important. So, and, and because law matters, um, and if you're getting hammered, you don't want to necessarily make someone look worse, or, might, or even make the organization look worse than it is. So that might be related to just be careful what we say officially. Yeah. General PR, so that the baby, yeah. so that the baby doesn't get thrown out with the bathroom. Right, I, it may not necessarily be about cover up. It might just be about let's be careful with what we say. I want to say something now before we get too far into this podcast, mm -hmm. and that is, and it and it's not to detract from this conversation. I think we should jump right back in, but we do need to mention that there's a thunderstorm going on oh, right yeah. now. <laughs> so if the audio is just totally terrible, it's because it's raining very very hard outside. So we'll. Uh, well, hopefully it's not too bad. And in order to add some some ambiance, yeah. we of course have the fan blowing in the background as well. <laughs> <laughs> we do try to keep our reputation as the least produced podcast on the internet intact. Yes. For the time being. <laughs> well, I'd like to. I'd actually like to give another quote from there. Uh, you, Before you do that, what, what is this document again? Uh, this is the findings from the Pennsylvania grand jury. So this was written by a grand jury. Yes. And so are they quoting things that they were? Instructed, or are they quoting things that? Uh, so this is instructions to the jury itself. No, or no, is this it? is the grand jury's findings. They found to, to the court. They found that the <coughs> that suspects the were told. The upper this? echelon okay. were told to not say. Hi, <laughs> Isla. Yeah, I'll, I'll just read you the quick introduction. Mm -hmm. uh, we, the members of this grand jury, need to hear this. Uh, we know some of you are, have heard it before. There have been other reports of child sex abuse with the Catholic Church, but never on this scale. For many of us, uh, for many of us, those early stories happened someplace else, some someplace away. Now we know the truth. It happens everywhere. And that we were given the job of investigating child abuse in six. Uh, what's that word again? Uh, diocese. 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 Every diocese in the state except for Philadelphia, Altoona, Johnson, which were subject to previous grand juries. Um, okay. So, yeah, this is this is their finding. Over 1,000 child victims were identifiable from the church uh, church's own records. Hmm. See, and I had I'd heard it was 3,000. Yeah. So I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, so I'd, I'd heard it was... I've, thought, I've heard it was either 3,000 we, as well. We but. believe the real number of the children whose records were lost who were afraid to come from forward is in the thousands. So, well, I think I think definitely anyone would say that kids being 
abused, anyone being abused is a is is a bad thing. And I guess my only my lips was like it seemed like there were some higher up and, and, and again I I didn't even follow this much in the past, but it does seem like some higher up people are saying this needs to be like almost challenging the Pope saying, fix this now. Yeah. So like some of the not quite Pope people are saying, get your act together. This this has to be fixed. Yeah, I I think it's really, 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 really great um, that we're seeing so much pressure on the Pope right now. And I think that it's really good that um, well, yeah, I just think that's a good thing. Because in in the Catholic faith, I'm not Catholic, but like I understand it that the Pope is supposed to be seen as kind of infallible. Yeah. As uncriticizable, which I is kind of one right. of those things that we see as in Islam as well, that it's not good. I mean, if your ideas can't hold up, then then they don't hold up, then they're no good. So like, yeah, this is it's, the mo- this it's is good the mar- that, that they're putting pressure on the Pope yeah. because it shows that, hey, there's the truth is what is being sought after, not not the just the standing of the organization or the, the church as a whole, you know? Well, and you also got to think that, uh, see... The thing is, is that I, I, I would love to see the destruction of the Catholic Church. There's nobody here that would love that more than me. But this has been going on for potentially hundreds, if not a thousand years or, more, or longer, and it's it's absolutely disgusting because if we cannot, if if you cannot protect your child from your priest or your pastor or what have you then our social foundations will be completely eroded away in the West. And I think you're right. I, and, and then in that, building on what you just said, Matt, I agree with Doug from earlier. This is a good thing that's happening right now. Not that it happened, oh. but that it's getting blown wide open and that in this age of free information, which is a two-edged sword, but in the age of free information, that truth is getting blown out into the open. I think I think we can count this one as a as a positive. Again, not that it happened, but that it's being talked I, about. I would say we could count it as a positive for the uh, victims. Yeah. And I'm not part of the victim culture, but I want to see... Part of truth in general. Yeah. It's a victory on the part of truth. Yeah. Sure. So, um, we... we we're, we're pretty close to update time. And yeah, it's time. It's yeah. time. I'm kind of... Itching to talk because I, I haven't had this cigar for a while, but I'm, I'm like tasting all that I like about it. I like I, I know why I keep it in my humidor now. It's like, um, it's got just enough sweet to keep me interested, um, and uh, and I and I'm still getting that hint hint of cinnamon, and it's there's a richer when I I actually purged through my lips and there it, I get a richer taste. Not that there's kind of a common bitter edge that you get when you purge, but this one doesn't have it. This one just has a nice, like, fuller flavor right on my lips when yeah. I purge. It's really, really tasty. So that's, and my ash fell off probably because of the fan. That yeah, mine fell off too. Yeah. I think I feel like I'm hitting this pretty hard. Yeah. yeah. Although, no, no looks I like thought, that's it. I thought I, was, I thought I was hitting mine pretty no, hard. No, we're pretty, we're pretty good. You know? Okay, uh, I actually am tasting that pepper. Mm. I'm, I'm definitely starting to taste that pepper right on the tip of my very tongue. And right on my inside of my lips when I blow out. I, I don't know if anybody else is having that, but still tasting that leathery taste on it. Um, yeah, leather. I had, and I didn't yeah. mention leather. That's thank you, Matt. Yep. So 
definitely that. I, I'm just now starting to taste the sweetness. So I'm, I'm probably just wasn't yeah. looking for it. But when Doug started talking about it, I was kind of searching hide and seek with the sweetness. <laughs> Where is it at? I'm getting it now, though. It's kind of I'm, I'm definitely it. I'm definitely tasting it fully on my... Because we all know that the tongue has different sensitive air. I'm, I'm actually... I'm definitely tasting it like on the tip and on the sides. I don't know about anybody else. Yeah. The pepper? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. This And this tends to, like, I don't have to hurry this or slow it down. This tends, the, the pace that I smoke at, this is giving me good flavors. I'm, so I'm, I'm happy about that too. So. All right. <clears throat> well, um, I've seen one last thing on the Catholic yeah. thing. We should probably move on because we've got some other stuff to talk yeah. about. But I have seen something that, um, has been encouraging to me as well in this whole like in the scope of the whole discussion is that um, I watch very very little TV but the little TV that I have seen a little coverage of this um, I've seen a lot of lower level um, priests and sisters speaking very frankly about what's going on and you can tell like I don't know okay this is a totally subjective thing can you guys tell a creep wad from a non creep wad <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I mean, everybody's got this sort of sense of creep wads versus non-creep wads. They show these pictures of these dudes that are that are being accused of this, and you like look at them, and you're like, oh yeah, that dude's a total creep wad. And then, okay, so that being said, now there's understanding. You look at the people that are now being really frank and really sincerely, like, really concerned about what's happening, and they're talking on TV, and, and they look like people that aren't creep wads. That's exciting to me that they're giving voice to some people that like you look you look and sound and feel like a genuine honest person that's really upset about what's going on. That and has been for a long time but hasn't been given voice. Yeah. I, see, I, I'm I'm gonna have to actually take the contrary to that. I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to be the contrarian here because I completely don't agree with that because that's a prejudicial thing. Granted, mo- granted, yeah, they are creepwads, as you said, <laughs> that are definitely abusing these children. But <clears throat> we should never prejudge anybody. But these, but well, dude, I, oh, yeah, my uh, opinion uh, is not a court of law. Oh, oh, I'm just I mean, going on pure feeling there. So. I, I know, but this, but this is we, we are society. This, is, this is how everybody together. We have to stop prejudging people. Now, granted. You know, I'm going to give everybody a chance, and I think I think we can all agree to those liberal ideas. Um, but until they do wrong, you know, we have yeah. to give them a chance. That's true. I now, agree with that. No, I don't want to interrupt you. Oh, you're fine. Okay, I, I would disagree um, because, and, and this is this is one of those fun things. Yeah. Be- because it's Joe, you're a little new, but because it's Joe, <laughs> I say you stuff that might sound you. a little dumb at first, but we can unpack it. So oh, yeah. I actually think prejudge isn't the right word, but I do think we need to use what we have to judge. And if all we have is I'm looking at somebody and I'm weirded out, if I want to take my daughter to a daycare and I'm weirded out by somebody there, you know what, I think I should listen to that. I also have a brain that might tell me, oh, that's a little bit unfair. But I also have a brain that says, I've got kind of a creep wad filter, <laughs> and maybe I'm right. <laughs> and I'm not going to leave my daughter there, you know what I mean? And, and you know what? That's a, com- that's a completely justified feeling to have, because it's, it's, it's just that. But you're still going to give the man a chance, maybe not that day. Maybe you up, might have to get well, to know him a little up, bit better. Up to when the consequences of giving that chance 
become too hot. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. as a and, yeah. and I'm and yes. I'm gonna I, I completely agree with I, that. I wanna I wanna apply it to something I know nothing about except from reading and study. You know something about personally, but as a combat veteran, you would know this. Like you don't prejudge, but sometimes you have to go on what we have, like what yeah. Doug was yeah. saying. And if it's all you have and the time is short, then oh yeah, you, then you, you got to make a decision. You got to so, make a call. Yeah. yeah. So That's yeah, good. I definitely agree with you but on, I, on that. And I agree with you too, Matt. That we do have to be very careful. We got to be so careful on we, how, we gotta apply, how far we take that. Yeah, we got to we got to know when and when not to apply that. And you know what? I think that gives a great segue into probably what we're going to talk about next, because um, we could sit here unpacking the uh, Catholic Church literally all day or for years. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, what do you got there next? Uh, censorship on social media because we're actually oh, talking yeah. about liberal li- liberal principles. So I think that's Here a great segue. It does kind of segue into that. So, yeah, that's a great segue. And I do want to say the good news is if we lose electricity, the recording... We still go on. We don't care. We still go. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the cigars are all natural lit. <laughs> the cell phone battery is going without electricity. Old school here. I yeah. actually got my laptop up and running, so... <laughs> all right. That's old school, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's okay. way older school. <laughs> well, so you guys will have to update me a little bit because I don't know what Trump said or did. So... Whoever has the info, give me the update. Do you have the tweet? Do you have the tweet pulled up? Um, let, me, let me get the tweet pulled up. He basically, he, he quoted a statistic that I heard earlier on in the week. I don't know if we have to look up the exact one or not, but basically, that if you go to Google... Oh, here it is. ...and you type in Trump News, oh, yeah. that 96% of the of the returns are, are negative. Uh, but... Uh, he, I, yeah, so, so he said it, uh, it was seven hours ago from what this was. I don't know the time stamp, but it says, it, I quote, Google search results for quote-unquote Trump news shows only the viewing reporting of fake news media. In other words, they have it rigged for me and others so that almost all stories and news is bad. Fake CNN is prominent. Republican conservatives and fair media are shut out. Illegal? 96% of results on Trump news are from national left-wing media. Very dangerous. Google and others are suppressing voices. Blah, blah, blah. You get the idea. You go to Google, you type in Trump News, 96% of what you get is negative. Well, um, there was actually a Harvard study conducted, what, six months after his presidency, and it said that 62% of all coverage on him was, I'm sorry, 92%, not 62, uh, was all negative. Even on Fox News, even on the most biased concern. I, I, I'm not a fan of Fox News. I do like mm-hmm. Carl Tuckerson on the occasion, mm-hmm. but I definitely don't like Fox News as a whole, but even they had, what, 69% uh, negative negative coverage on Trump? Yeah. One, one thing that, I think there's two things that stand out at me big time on this. Number one, it's so obvious that Trump is not a member of the club, and that they're going to do everything they can to shut him down, and which leads me to my next point, because their ideas can't compete with his, and so the only option they have is to shut him down. That's what I see going on in that, and I like I like how this sort of points to a bigger issue, that it that it seems to be the M.O. of a lot of voices these days. If, you, if your ideas can't compete, then the objective should just be to shut down all other voices instead of actually having to play it out, play your yeah. ideas out and see if they work or not, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm not afraid of other ideas. In fact, I, I like other ideas because that sharpens me, you know, so I don't, I don't ever want to shut anybody else down, but when, but when I look at you know, I guess the. I think we have to be careful of maybe any assumption that it was ever 
free and open to begin with. I think that you know yeah. that's 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 the, the big lesson. Yeah. Um, you know, we're we're all biased, even when we try not to be. Whoever runs Facebook and Google, they're we're they're, entitled to opinions. <clears throat> right. We're entitled to our own bias. Yeah, we're entitled yeah. to them. Because here's the thing. Like you were saying about, uh, I hate to go back to this, but prejudging people, mm-hmm. we have our own biases. It's it's we need to understand our own biases. Like, for example, we're not. Uh, if somebody tells me a bad idea or tells me a new idea, I'm not going to have time to run through in my head all the logic. I'm not going to have time to do that. What I'm going to have to do is make a spot-on decision, and at that very moment. And it helps when you know exactly what your biases are and where your biases can lead you. And I, yeah, that's that's my that's my take on it. Anybody else want to unpack that? Well, welcome to it. Well, you know, I, I like putting the shoe on the other foot sometimes, and I wonder, you know, if I had the power in September of sixteen, and it looked like. Hillary was going to win and I had this big social media company I'm sure at the very least I would be tempted to want to tweak it to want to move it in favor of what I think would be best for my country I'm a private business, I have actually the ability to do this, would I want it? I probably would feel tempted to tweak it there's part of me that would be challenged by that, I can't say what I would do because I don't know You know, I'm not in that situation for real but you know, there, there's part of me that's like, I don't know that there should be a government crackdown because they are private businesses. I do know it gets a little hairy because they've already been granted the assumption by law that they're a utility. Mm-hmm. And because of that, maybe the government has a little bit to say. Well, when it, when it comes down to utilities, you, you don't get your political opinion. But let's, let's go for the electric company, for example. If you hold the wrong opinion, like let's say you're a downright They don't shut your electric off. Yeah, they're not gonna shut shut (laughs) your electric off because it is illegal for them to do so. And if we if I hate to use the word control, but we do need a digital bill of rights. And to make sure that social media can't nix our accounts for no reason. And a lot of the YouTubers I watch, a lot of their stuff like they're, all you have to do is have a mob go after you that doesn't like you. Flag all your videos and you get shut down. And there goes your business. <coughs> because these so, are public spaces. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm always pulled over down. You haven't said much. Yeah, I, I have something to say about this. So I, my brother works for a major U.S. corporation. And that corporation right now is going through a major merger. Okay, it's big, big, big companies with huge market shares, global reach. Yeah. Okay. Now, right now, that merger is being held up because multiple countries, and it's a private, I mean, it's a publicly owned business, I guess, but whatever. Corporation. It's a corporation. It's a business. Right now, that merger is being held up because every country that they do business in has to sign off on the merger, making sure that if this merger happens that other smaller companies will still have opportunity to compete in the market. They don't have to be, they're not guaranteed a certain market share, but they have to be guaranteed the ability to compete. Okay? Now that's in, a, that's in the world of business, and I'm sure that lawyers and whatever would have, you know, be able to like 
split hairs for us and tell us exactly where those lines are and things. But in my in my world, in my understanding of the world and how things operate and the internet operates and stuff, a business like Google is <clears throat> I where is the ability to compete for other small companies? There, there isn't an ability to compete. You can't compete against Google when 97% of of all searches and ref references or whatever on the internet are done by one company. So it's like, I'm agreeing with Matt here, I think, where I don't know where the government should step in or how, because like Doug, I'm super leery about the government getting involved with anything, because they always screw it up and make it worse than it was before. But there has to be somehow an ability to compete, well, because because everybody knows that the socials are, li are super liberal and our sway, everybody knows that. Everybody knows. You, you know when you go on Facebook you're going to get fed liberal, you know, left-leaning totalitarian status garbage. So even knowing that helps us to filter what we receive, but still. So if I want to start up another one and cater it toward conservative views, where is my ability to do that and compete? It's, it's instantly squashed because of the stronghold on the market that these very few powerful players have. That's, what, that's why I ask. Well, Google owns... YouTube. Google, Google owns YouTube. And uh, here's the thing. Uh, Vid.me got shut down. Um, the only platform that's left with that one is... Uh, Vimeo. Vimeo. They're, 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 Vimeo. They're really low. Yeah. yeah they kind of died. They've been um, killed. <laughs> because the second the second most, most used search engine, guess where that is? YouTube. There you go. And so, so you Google know. gets ninety-seven percent, and then the second one is YouTube, yeah. owned by Google. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, you yeah. know, and so you guys, I'm not, I'm not sure of, I can't remember your age, Joe, and I don't know Matt's, but I, I know, I've, when I was a kid, teenager, I think, whenever AT and T got broke up, mm -hmm. all of like the types of things you're saying are the same things that people were saying then. And the government broke them up, but I didn't think, I mean, I was a kid, but even looking back, as, as much as I can judge, I think it was a bad idea because they were providing the best product. They, they were, the, the term natural monopoly, something I was taught in econ class, where if someone is actually providing the best service as a monopoly, they can actually be regulated and left as a monopoly and it seemed like maybe that was the best thing to do but but again and I don't I don't want government involved I want somebody to start a new Google I want somebody to start a new YouTube I want to see that happen and nobody thought anyone could start a telephone company yeah then they all came up and then eventually cell phones well and then AOL was the internet and now where's AOL yeah. where's AOL <laughs> yeah. and not, not to mention Maybe it's not internet. Are we going to see? Are we going to see this massive move back to some type of well, radio? Or, and then, and then you have like you these know? decentralized, the dark web. Yeah. Which is like it's kind of well, there and well, I bet. Okay, so the thing is about the dark web is, is is that most of the internet is the dark web mm -hmm. because every if you by definition if you go into a let's say your bank you log into your bank. That is part of the dark web. You, it is not searchable by Google. Mm -hmm. That's that's all the dark web means. Is, it, right. is it's not searchable by Google. Your bank account is not searchable by Google. So that's all that, that really means. But the, I don't think we're going to be going back to anything like radio. I think the internet is here to stay as long as we have computers. 
because it is a democratization of information. So, so other than nationalization of the internet, which is like oh, the worst idea yeah. I can think of. <laughs> I, I completely agree with that. How do you? How I think do we you? all maybe all three of us agree on that. Worst idea of the day: nationalization of the internet. Um, I guess we're all uncertain as how how we're going to move forward with that. But I think I think I I am definitely pro bust up these big companies that like, have like a struggle. Like, like I said, a digital bill of rights that you cannot get kicked off the platform unless you know yeah. it, it's, unless you it's, agree it, to that. It's it's I don't know. Know, like terms of service, but maybe that, but but when it comes to laws or rights, who's going to enforce it, and is it enforceable? Yeah, you always have to think of that, but it's the internet with these big companies. Of course, I would think, of course, it's enforceable. I, I, I completely agree with you too that when the state gets involved, something bad normally happens. But you got to think back to the days of the antitrust laws when they, when they, when they broke up the big railroad corporations that were charging an arm and a leg. Okay, can I can I interject with a new yeah. a new segment of the show? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe's optimist moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Remembering that these are corporations and that they have to make money, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google, they have to make money. Especially like Facebook is seeing a mass exodus. Why? Because people are fed up with the garbage. They can't let that happen because they lose. Now, unless, on one hand of this equation, you have a totalitarian technocracy type of thing where they just solidify their power and then just silence everybody that they don't agree with. That's what that could happen. It's on the table. The other side of it is eventually enough people just get fed up and stop using the platforms altogether and they have to capitulate and well, yeah, and, and the ball swings the other way. There's, so there's, it's happening because people are leaving. There's but, there's yeah. alternate platforms and yeah. go if you're listening, go to Minds, go to Minds is a Facebook, YouTube alternative. Go to Mind, Minds, M-I-N-E-S. Yep. There's there's a bunch. There's a bunch. Mind, of minds, minds, and Gab.ai. Gab. Gab.ai. Is, Gab's getting huge. Yeah, Gab's getting huge. Yeah. Minds are getting huge, and yeah, yeah. So so it's happening. It's happening. It is happening. Joe's optimist moment. It's happening, okay. Okay. but it's too slow. Dang it. We want it to happen yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we all? That's click. Oh, that's all the patience I have. Yeah. <laughs> so. But well, um, we're definitely uh, cigar update. Time? We're definitely time for a cigar update here. Okay. Um, I've got inch and a half ash hanging on. I haven't tapped it off. It hasn't fallen off. I had a good chunk fall off a while ago. Probably about an inch and a half or so. Maybe I just tapped mine. I, I, I ash a little bit faster than these guys do. Um, yeah, I, I, I got a, about a quarter inch of ash right now going on. Am I, am I getting coffee? Yeah. I'm not sure I got coffee before. A little bit, yeah. I'm tasting a little bit of coffee. A little bit of coffee. There is a hint. But I've always had a pot today, so... I'm not really sure. You know, we're you gonna say something. Don't mm. Go ahead. All I was gonna say is, I expected this is a this is I think it's a medium body, maybe me, maybe it's slightly more than that. So I kind of know to not expect super amount of taste out of it. Like it's not gonna live up to some that we've we've had recently, okay. as far as just power mouthfuls of taste. I love what I'm getting, but I think it dropped the cinnamon and it got a little bit sweeter. Um, still got that leathery and a hint of pepper, but then I got it. Kind of got the hint of coffee. That's that's all I have to say. So, uh, I, I finally just this this idea clicked in my head last week when we were sitting and we were having we were smoking that whatever it was. Anejo. Anejo. But 
It's like driving a really fast car, a car that was built to go fast. Once you get up to speed, the car kind of sits down and becomes what it's made to be. Mm-hmm. I like that. I'm learning that about cigars. Like when you when you first light up, it's kind of going the different directions. There's a lot of moving parts, but now like we're getting about to the half hour mark, the cigar kind of sits down and like becomes what it is, and that's what I'm really enjoying about this. I've lost that harsh, astringent sort of uh, sharp taste that I was getting before, and now it's kind of mellowed out into that coffee, a little bit of sweet, a little bit of, you know, it's still got the good leather. It's got a good mouthfeel. I'm not dried out. Not oily as I would like it to be, but it's, um, yeah, now we see it for what it is, and and I'm happy. I'm happier than I was when I lit up. You know what? I've got nothing to say. These guys, these guys definitely did it. The, I'm, I'm happy with this cigar, and it's, it's a... It's a nice medium body cigar. I got a, I got a question for Matt. How is the pairing with the energy drink? Oh yeah, <laughs> we have to ask that. You know yeah. what? what are What are you drinking? Mm-hmm. Nass. Here no, I'm, uh, I just found it. It's a spike. Spike. Okay. okay. All right. I, I've never heard of it before. Okay. Is it like a super sweet energy drink? Yeah, unfortunately it is. I was gonna, okay. uh, you know, I was thinking about maybe grabbing some IPAs or something, but uh, I don't know how you, you guys done feel that about that. We've done that. We've done that. Before. Yeah, we've done that before. I uh, forgot what I was gonna, I was gonna say something. I thought it was going to sound really smart cigar. Oh, no. No, it wasn't. I was going to say, uh, I've smoked, I think any Partiga that you get, any Partiga's cigar is going to be good. The 1845 is probably my favorite, um, but I don't think you can go wrong with a Partiga's. So I, I did want to at least give a little bit of a shout out I'll and say yeah. I haven't had a bad one. Yeah. So. Good. And I like the size and the shape of this cigar. Um, some of them that we've had lately have been a lot, have been bigger gauges, and I kind of like the smaller gauge. I like the higher ratio of wrapper to filler, and and yeah, that that is underlined by this cigar. It's good. All right, are we gonna say more about censorship? I mean, have we solved all the world's problems? Well, if we say more, we're gonna get censored. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. So, we better move on. <laughs> Better continue down the trail here. Uh, okay, we're at about 38, 39 minutes. Um, we had a... <clears throat> how you guys want to go shooting? You want to go McCain? Tibbets? I mean, like, we. I think I think we can cover the, uh, the shooting and uh, tidbits almost in the same breath. Because <clears throat> we... The thing is, is that both these tragedies. This is what. This is why I brought it up in the pre-show. Um, why we should do this. Well, I didn't really say why we should do it, but it, both of these tragedies were done a by a gun, right? No, one of them. Was. Tib- yeah, Tibbets wasn't, but uh, yeah, Tib- yeah, one of them was done by a gun, and one of them was done by an illegal immigrant. You cannot get any more polarized. Politically than that, those two issues, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, and, and here's here's the thing: you when when the Molly tidbits happened, they were saying, "Please don't, please don't, uh, please don't politicize this. Please don't politicize this. Why why does the right have to politicize everything?" <laughs> and, and I, I know it's funny. I know it's funny. <laughs> sorry, uh, God, this, this, let this, me. I'm sorry. This, this this oh, you're fine. Like that, oh man, look who's this, talking, right? I, I'm, I'm, and then what? Not even a week later, a. <laughs> A, uh, yeah. a never Trump resist Trump far leftist goes to a video game conference with an assault rifle from Baltimore to Jacksonville. I, I'm sorry, but 
that was premeditated right there. And now they're saying vote Democrat when he was obviously far left. And yeah. it, it, both of them got politicized. Well, the tidbits thing, we kind of... I definitely think that the right settled down right after the right after the uh, left said, you know, why are you politicizing it? They just obeyed like a stupid little dog. And then when we, then when they, when a tragedy, another tragedy happens, a shooting by, I'm sorry, it has to be this way, but one of their guys, it's, it's all of a sudden okay to politicize it. Well, and, and, and here's the thing, they'll, it doesn't matter what we do, they'll try to twist it and say we're bad and we're politicizing it. And I suppose again, it could, it could come back to definition. What is politicizing it? You know, you could you can be caring. You can say, "Hey, this is a horrible thing." If it is a horrible thing, if we don't want girls murdered, then quite honestly, I want to flip my middle finger at him and say, "No, no, we're going to pass a policy that treats everyone the same, whether your skin's white, whether your skin's black, whether your skin's tan. If we can pass a policy that can protect girls like this so they don't die, you know, screw you." You know, well, really? well, don't well, politicize it. Well, no, see, I'm going to protect. It's those girls are important. Oh, enough. see, here, here's yeah, the thing. So. Here's the thing. They want to sacrifice half the American public on the altar of political correctness. Yeah, and they want to ninety percent. You know what? They want to kill the other half because white males are bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, in, the, in their white papers, they want to see a ninety percent population reduction. So yeah. they yeah. want to. They want to. They want to kill. 90%, not just oh, you're talking about Oh, you're talking about the WH <laughs> or the but, New know, World Order thing? Well, no, I'm talking no. about just... Oh, the... Uh, leftists the, uh, kind of in general? Yeah, just leftists in general that think humanity is a disease. Um, but but moving on from that, the yeah. thing is, is that... I'm not going to down that road too hard. Too hardcore here. But like, I'm glad we all have cigars in our hands. It kind of, <laughs> kind of brings us back. <laughs> the cigar, thing is, cigar. The, the thing is, is that with a lot of these leftist arguments leftists, statists, we all know who we're talking about. The facts, the facts are not on their side ever. Ever. They, they, they go on feelings and they go on manipulated feelings and they never go on facts. I mean, the, the idea that these shootings are at the highest levels ever and we've got to do something, it's just not true. No, I, yeah. there, was a, there was a news story just today, just today. That, you know, we all heard a, a couple of months ago they were going on and on and on about how there had been like 300 school shootings, like 318 school shootings, right? I just saw a tweet, and the tweet that I saw said that NPR did a study. NPR, the only NPR I know is National Public Radio, which is a super leftist-leaning organization, said that they could only confirm 11. Independently confirmed, they could only confirm 11. Okay, there's there's a... NPR. (laughs) If they did that, great job, but the facts, again, are not on their side. They keep... The the thing is, is that... Now, this I this is probably gonna I, I might get punched for saying this one, but in this all, is a this it, is a punch free zone. In, yeah, in, yeah. In, <laughs> in, 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 all, in all actuality, well, I'll tell you this much. I went to when I first got back to Iowa. I went to my parents' church to say hi to everybody. It's not something I normally do or even like to do, but the pastor there said something very very interesting that that's just factually incorrect. And, I, and this is what I see coming from the religious right, is that <clears throat> that uh, things are getting more dangerous. There are more shootings. The world is more of a dangerous place than it ever was, which is factually incorrect. 
there's a there was a Pew Research study done, and I, I I would love to bring up the graph. My computer's almost dead, but the, the the amount of violent crime rose steadily during the 60s, 70s, and then spiked in the 80s, and then 91, it started on a downward trend, and we've been on a downward like a steep downward trend ever since. You know what also happened in 1991? This will be kind of interesting. What happened in 1991 was the internet was first launched publicly. Al Gore got his ducks in a row. Yeah, yeah. Al Gore invented the internet. <laughs> it launched the internet. No. Well, I, you you've yeah. been overseas some. I've been overseas. I, we all have. We've all been overseas. Yeah. And I I can't say that there's any city overseas where I would like where I would want to go to dinner with my girls holding my hands walking down the street, except a city in America. And I might choose some of our others in America, but my word, and, and Honduras was probably the most dangerous place I was, and I didn't even think it was going to be that bad, but it was. I mean, armed guards at gas stations, you know? Yeah. And it's like, man... I'm glad I live in America. I mean, I can walk down the street with my girls in Denver, take them to dinner somewhere, and I don't feel particularly unsafe. I feel safe in Poland. Do you? Poland. Okay. Right. I, I, I feel safe in Poland. I've never been to safe. Poland, but the Poles that I know, I agree with you. Okay. And I've yes. never even been there, but I think yeah, I you, you should actually look up one of the um, uh, one of their uh, legislators. He's uh, he's awesome. He <laughs> he is he is far right. You'd actually get a kick out of him. He's pretty far religiously right, but. Um, there's a lot that I agree with and a lot that I don't agree with, but at the same time, he's being hounded by the, especially by the EU, to let more migrants in because they don't let any migrants in. We can't go there on this show because oh, yeah. we don't have enough time. Oh, but. I know. Um, but I thought, but I wanted to. I just wanted to. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> to jump on here, I think again, what we have is a perception problem. Because like you said, the, the implementation or the launch of the internet happened at the same time when we, when most people perceive that the danger level went up. And, okay, I'll, I, I would like to throw this out there. I think that there are some places in America where it's much more dangerous than it, than it used to be because demographics are shifting. Um, pe- you know, uh, that's shifting big. Uh, like Chicago... A couple weeks ago, 70-some people were shot in a, on a weekend in Chicago. I mean, so policies are being enacted that are making it more dangerous, but they're not conservative policies that are being enacted that are making it dangerous. They're leftist policies that are being enacted that are making it more dangerous. And more, and if not more dangerous, then at least more volatile. So, so I think that there's this sort of perception that there's a lot of danger out there. And frankly, I think that we're getting to a point, and I've been saying this in previous podcasts, that we're getting to a point where the rhetoric and people positioning themselves and looking at the, like the violence that's going on the street in, in, uh, in uh, Seattle or Portland or whatever and the Antifa thing, they're, they're a violent group. You see a huge influx of Muslims, they're a violent group. You see a huge influx or a huge increase in gang crime, they're a violent group. So it's like there's this perception, and I think we might be at a tipping point where it could become more violent, but again, what I said before is the facts are just not on the side that it is yeah. more violent. And, and I, I you kind of underline uh, that. I, I completely agree with that. Uh, we could go into Antifa all day. Oh. Dude. Yeah. Let's, uh, you know. Well, but. You want to. 
Well, well let's, let's do a cigar let's, 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 and then let's, let's segue into another yeah. area. Um, all these things are tied together. Oh, I know. Yeah, they so. are. They are. And we've got. We'll have. We'll have ten yeah. minutes or so once we do the update. Yep. So, uh, I think I'm getting more coffee, less cinnamon. Most everything else is pretty consistent. Yep. It might be a little less sweet, but it's pleasant. And like like, like you said, I agree with you when you said it's. It's not as oily as I want it to be, but it's a nice smoke. It's not dry. I don't it's oily enough. Yeah. So, um, I, I'm getting more of a. I, I think I'm a little bit farther than either of you. Oh, but maybe yeah. you, you might know, be getting down to the. Yeah, I'm getting down to the where it's. Nasty yeah, it's 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 starting to get a little. I got about an inch and a half left, and it's starting to become completely full flavored, almost like a Swisher Sweet. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go down this far. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you can right. cut it off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When you're, when you're done, just... Coup de gras. Oh, it's a coup de gras. <coughs> this one oh. right here? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. You, just you cut, cut your ash off, and I'll explain. And I guess it doesn't hurt if we do it on the recording. <laughs> yeah. I saved my cigar butts because ah. they make really great pipe tobacco. It does, too. Um, I, I surprisingly that. good pipe tobacco. Yeah. Well, it's basically pipe tobacco. <sighs> it's, it's a, it's a, it has to be blended right, so I, I keep my hand in the blending process a little bit. <laughs> So, any any additional stuff, Joe? I might be getting a little more spice as we get closer to the bottom, too. But. Yeah. No, I don't have anything to add on the cigar. Okay. I think I think you guys have said it, what needs to yeah. be said. Good well, cigar. I'd recommend it. Um, so, what, what you said, isn't aren't, aren't we seeing some of the results of, of leftist policies failing? Yeah. I mean, I, and, and when we were talking about some cities being bad, I've heard people just claiming parts of Los Angeles are just horrible. Um, because leftist policies are really, really failing. And so even if we are at that point where it, it could get worse, I think, hopefully, the, the right ideas will, will take charge and will take care of our country. Doug's optimist moment here. This yeah. is like another... You know what? i got to stomp that optimism right to the ground. Because, all right. All right. <laughs> because, okay, if we look at... Uh, okay, you said Los Angeles, and that, that clicked. If... Uh, there's actually a fecal matter problem San in, uh, in San Francisco, yeah. Yeah. and a needle problem. Yep. You know, I, I, I have no problem with anybody wanting to do drugs. At the, at the same time, we can't have needles in the park. I'm, if you're going to do drugs, do them safely, kind of like how Toronto does it, where they have a clinic where you can actually do heroin <laughs> inside, and then above there is a methadone clinic. So... That's, that's but yeah, we're definitely seeing seeing the leftists, the far left um, uh, rhetoric, and definitely seeing the uh, fail the, their failings right now, well, and it's almost I think poetic it's, to see. I think it's especially apparent in Europe right now, oh, because yeah. of these EU policies, and and you're not hearing about it in the news because no. they don't want to talk about it, but these huge influx of these people. I don't, it don't, I don't think it's fair to call them refugees, migrants, whatever you want to call them. They're invaders in my mind. Yeah. And they're completely taking over these historic cities and just, they're taking them over. Think about Paris. That, Paris that's is, where I was going. I saw a picture of Paris. It looked like Somalia. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and this is a direct result of these policies that, that and frankly, I, I do want to, I want to endorse Doug's optimist moment because I think that's what we saw in 2016. When, President Trump got elected. It was a referendum on these types of policies. Yeah, yeah just and just, so I think the country's moving and saying, "Listen, enough with the nonsense." Yeah, I think We're the, done. I think the Anglosphere is done with the nonsense, mm-hmm. but 
this is a very, very long historical that we could. I could spend hours talking about, and I don't know if we want to, but um, the Moors invaded, tried to invade, so many times. But and I think that this is what this is a direct result of what we're seeing from that. But I want to add something. I think we are at a tipping point, like uh, Doug and Joe were saying, and. I think the tipping point is not good. The tipping point is going to lead be, because we're going to see the failings. Uh, we're going to see the failing of the West here soon. Because either if we, we don't put e a stop to it, e like either now. way, either even if we put a stop to it, either way, because we have to put in draconian measures. Mm. Because because we're not going to be treating people as individuals. We're going to be treating them as a group, no matter what. Liberalism, not liberal, liberalism, classical liberalism, has failed in these countries. The, the, the ones with the migrants problems, uh, France for sure, France, Germany, uh, even parts of the UK. Because all, the only thing left is to either integrate them or kick them out or exterminate them. And I think we're at a very, very dangerous tipping point where we're going to start to see the 20th century reopen again and 20th century was the most deadliest century in recent in yeah. in the human it history it was with the amount of deaths and the amount of murders and I think we're gonna most of them committed by governments yeah so to underline yeah. your point oh yeah 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 I'm, and especially uh, Mao's China with the Great Leap Forward uh, thousands of people dying um, in uh, <laughs> in Stalinist Russia you see Millions of pe millions of people dying of famine, and uh, North Korea, especially now too. See, and I think okay. So this might end up being a, my closing statement or whatever. Okay. But it seems like the only hope that I hold out is that America is a little bit different. All of those governments were communist slash socialist governments, and that was their only solution. What worse was for the government to take control and annihilate people groups. The one thing that we have going for us in this country, and again, I'm trying to be an optimist here because I see the writing on the wall too. I think we, live, we do live in a dangerous time. The ideas that are competing are leading us down this volatile road. If we can hold tight to the things that make us America, and if we can give the actual people their voice, like they're supposed to have, like we saw in 2016, and if it's not squished out, then we will see a rejection of ideas that are harmful for us, and we'll see a, re and we'll see a return to ideas that are beneficial to us. And if, if so what I'm, guess what I'm trying to say is, if the shift can be by the people and of the people, we're going to be okay. We're going to live. If the if the shift or if the if the correction is from the government, yeah. we're in big trouble. That's I guess that, yeah. I'll leave that I, as my kind of my closing uh, statement. And, and I agree. And I, I think I think what you were saying is it could tip your way, Matt. The, the, what you were saying almost your your, your helpless moment. <laughs> Matt's if, if it goes your way, it could be, it second, could be bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I really hope that that America being uh, you know being a set of ideas that treats all humans the same way gives them a chance to, to thrive. I believe and I hope that those ideas will bring forth a better change and maybe not just for America 
because we bleed over into other places as well. So maybe that could happen as well. Um, and that might ought to be a, a good good place to, to try and close it. Um, so I think we all give a thumbs up to the, thumbs to up. the Partigas. I got this awesome, this last little pull I had was this green gumdrop. You know, Ooh. like the little spice drops used to get really? covered really? with sugar? It was, it was exactly like a little spice drop, which is pretty awesome. All right. Well. Kind of. All right. So um, I, I heard you cut mine, and uh, I was getting a little bit too burnt. You missed yeah, the green gumdrop. I, I, <laughs> I missed the green gum gumdrop. All right. I guess. Well, I didn't get any green gumdrop. Magical yet, but, green gumdrop. But thanks for listening to Doug and Joe talk, and uh, you know, send us some cigar ideas. We've got a few lined up, but uh, we could or send us some cigars or that too. We would we would take that. We'll smoke well. them and we'll talk about them. Yeah. So. Uh, have a good night. All right. Thanks for listening. Yeah.